wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. podcast your boy is matt brian and uh rest in peace to the goat john singleton that's right uh what happened two weeks ago last week i think it was i thought it was i thought it was this week was it last week no it was last week it was last week last week we talked about it last week i don't think so i mentioned it this week you mentioned it this week well he's no longer with us he is no longer fabled director of uh hits such as poetic justice um four brothers two fast Furious, and uh, I'm just going to spoil it right away. The movie we're doing today, Boys in the Hood. That's right. Not two Fast and Furious movies. Two Fast, two Furious. Two Furious, right. Yeah. So four yeah. Furious is It altogether. does sound like he has more in the Furious game when you say too fast and too Furious. Like, too Fast? Yeah. Too Fast and, you know. Did I, is that what I said? Too Fast and Furious? No, you said Too Furious. You're like, yeah. I said you kind of made it sound like was, You kind of made it sound like he did two movies. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Well, He's I mean, no Justin Lin. No. Let's relax. Okay, so he just, dipped, he just kind of dipped his feet. He, he did shaft. Little, he did shaft. Yeah. But uh, anyway, John Singleton, big time director, humble beginnings, made it, it climbed the mountain. Yep. Uh, people know about him. We are doing the movie that put him on the map. That's right. And uh, to do this, we need a little bit of help. A little bit more help. Yeah. We have unbanned George just for... Uh, just for today. Just for well, today. He's on a temporary unbanned He's on status. probation. Yeah. We'll and, see, uh, see what he does. I'm not, I'm not making it weird, but I'm sitting right next to him. I'm just going to stare like directly into his face the whole day. That's You're right. making it Bullets. weird. I said I was going to make it weird. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we had to bring in the homegirl, Steph, as well, to um, to help us break this one down. Steph, say hello. What's up, guys? There it is. Um, Steph, you don't have to say anything else. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If you could actually speak more for Matt, then just, just switch seats. Yeah. <laughs> we've gotten we've gotten notes from the viewers. They don't they don't really care. They don't really care if I'm if I'm here or not. We actually get much more engagement when I'm not on. So, it's, um, so just you know, if you want to just take over, yeah, be I fine. got you. Good. Um, so, Boys in the Hood, 1991, Cuba Gooding Jr., Ice Cube. Morris Chestnut, yep. Larry Fishburne. Yes, right. He was no. He was not yet Lawrence. No, he was. La- yeah, Larry Fishburne. Yeah. fresh out of uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Now. Oh yeah, oh, I was more thinking yeah. Apocalypse he was, Now. He was <laughs> Cowboy Larry. Was it? Yeah. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> um, Angela Bassett, oh, Regina yeah. King, this Nia was, Long. Excuse it, me, Academy Award. Academy Award winning actress. Yes, Regina, Regina King. King. Yeah, I was gonna say like this started like even Cuba Good Jr. is an award. He's an Oscar winning actor. Yeah, uh, this was nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for best, uh, the, the first African American best... to be directed for best uh, director. Yes, and and he was only for best director. He was only twenty four. Yeah, so that you know when you look back at what you were doing at twenty four, you're like, oh, I think I was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I had a lot more talent to waste. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, John. Oof, I mean. Shot right in, right in Crenshaw, right, right in the hood, right where he grew up. Um, Nia, Nia Long said she uh, lived ten blocks away from the set. Oh yeah. Yeah, she just couldn't walk there because it was too dangerous. Oh. Yeah. Um, wow. And the movie is just a, a really honest and genuine depiction of life in, uh, you know, L- Central LA in 
the nineteen like late nineteen eighties, early nineteen hundreds. Although nineteen hundreds, nineteen nineties, late eighties, time you know, travel. You know movie. those. Those, those movies that start off in 1980 and just shoot right back to, yeah. to the pioneer days. I was thinking when people with like the gang members have like there's water on this side of the like country too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mid gold rush. Uh, it's a uh, yeah, and it's sort of just it's a big step into like gang life into mm-hmm. you know um, poverty. It, into, it was the first real non like uh, car- like cartoon characteristic view of it. Yeah, it was like. Because even, like, reading the the trivia where uh, John Singleton said, he's like, I don't want somebody from Idaho to tell a story about South Central L.A. because they don't know what the hell happened. Right. There's you actually, um, when he pitched it to the studio, uh, they actually offered him $100,000 to let someone else direct it, yeah. and he shut that shit down. Yeah. He's like, wow. nah. He's like, I'm directing. This is my this is my thing. Because he wrote it. You know, he... Yeah. Um, he lived it. He shot, he shot it on his own block. Yeah, it's his, it's his project from beginning to end. Right, and like, and that, that's actually a really cool quote because he really did stick with that and yeah. not let anyone else touch this project. This is the first. Um, the whole the whole crew was black. Black director of photography. He said he took a lot of notes from Spike Lee in that way. Yeah, well, Spike Lee I think came out with Do the Right Thing maybe two years before, mm-hmm. and uh, and that movie kind of changed it changed a lot of things because there was a wave of more. Uh, inner city movies to come out because I know I think Don't Be a Menace to Society came out um, then like Poetic Justice and kind of everyone grew out from there yeah Um, so but Steph you've 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 grown up you've grown up with this movie you've seen it a ton of times right Right. What so what kind of relationship have you had with it is it something that you and your family just turn on because it is kind of heavy or is it something that your dad was like yo like you want you're going to want to see this one I mean I think for my family it's it, the, the whole movie is a huge PSA mm-hmm. and I think you know in the black community they, they brought up the topic of AIDS, AIDS. they brought up gang violence Gangs. they brought up um, college, college and just people trying to get out of that life mm-hmm. and I mean I grew up very privileged mm-hmm. so I you know grew up in the suburbs but my dad wanted me to see that life he wanted me to see like yes maybe we didn't grow up like this you were a lot more privileged but this is the reality for a lot of people and I think John Singleton he brought out some great points and even just like premarital sex there's just so many things that he brought out that weren't wasn't being talked about and especially in the black community you don't talk about certain things Mm -hmm. certain topics just don't get brought up but it was important to educate people because yes we have the privilege of being educated and knowing these things but there's a lot of people who don't right no yeah there's a lot of people who don't yeah, man. I, you know, when we usually talk about movies, we're going to go back. We usually like, don't go chronologically through it. We jump around yeah, to whatever the conversation is, takes us. This movie's almost 30, so right. we're going to be jumping around. Right. So. There's no need to really, like, uh, don't feel on. Don't feel the, the structure is needed. Right. This is, so this is not just... Avengers, even though we screwed that one up. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. So yeah. We, early? Put it, we put it out early. Yeah. Yeah. So, the movie's uh, been out for three days. Relax. That... I'm talking about this movie. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. 1991. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. There's um, some... One thing, Seth, you mentioned that the movie really is a PSA and that yeah. it, mm-hmm. it tries its hardest to be educational mm-hmm. for the people uh, watching it. Things like, like you can get AIDS from getting a dick sucked. Like, that exactly. is something that yeah. a lot of people didn't know. You know, and then for easy to, for easy to die from AIDS, like, right. it, around them, it's, that's 
a very poignant message to, that a lot of people needed to hear. Things that, like when uh, we were talking about it before we started shooting with Furious's uh, kind of lecture on gentrification. Yeah, that's something yeah. that's that still like sweeping the country. That you know, it's not an inherently bad thing. No, it's uh, it, the fact that like it mostly goes unnoticed at yeah. points, and especially in certain neighborhoods where they can just like see how far the property value will go, and then give it five years, and everything is super expensive again. And yeah, you know. and, and that's something he mentioned to avoid is like buying black and like keeping the money within the community and like doing right. things like that. And that's something that that we try to do even now. Um, you know, Brandon, they just had a Scotch Porter like uh, uh, it's like a like a men's like grooming kind of company. They just had like a pop up store. And now my roommate, my um, bathroom is full of this Scotch Porter everywhere. Like, bat, like shampoo, like beard wash, uh, freaking body wash, freaking conditioner, freaking. Brandon has it all. We know. Yeah, because my roommate's a diva, and he like <laughs> he all just right. bought like two of everything. Okay. Um, but just more just like knowing where your money is going uh, can have such a big impact in the community, and to and that's something that I only figured out recently, and to know that that's a message that they've been putting out for. Yeah, literally almost 30 years is uh it was, well, it was pretty interesting to see yeah i mean john singleton he's way ahead of his time yeah. bringing up gentrification i i grew up in south florida so i didn't really know what gentrification was okay. so to speak until i came and moved up here to the northeast and really had a chance to see it seeing places like harlem mm-hmm. um you know walking through chelsea with my dad yeah. and he's like as a kid walking through hell's kitchen walking right. through the yeah. chelsea area yeah. He's yeah. like, we didn't that do was, it. You don't that was kind of one of the yeah. funniest thing. Like, I hate to, like, jump to a different, like, uh, piece of media, but, like, the recent Daredevil show. Oh, like, oh, Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Like, like, I don't think you don't, yeah. that's the right. Hell's Kitchen yeah. Yeah. anymore. Yeah. traditionally, exactly. like, Daredevil uh, fights crime in Hell's Kitchen, which right. is appropriate because traditionally, or in the past, Hell's Kitchen was so dangerous. Yeah. Right. But now when you go... Like, in the 60s like, and 70s when it came out, it was like, oh, Hell's Kitchen was really bad. Right. But so now it's started, like, oh, what is he fighting, like, a brunch, brunch? one? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I think of Hell's Kitchen, like, I think of Bottomless brunch. mimosas is yeah. like, that's what's going on. <laughs> I would also say John is ahead of his time when it comes to mental health. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just... We were talking about it earlier, that scene of Cuba doing the shadow boxing, yeah. being emotional. Yeah. It's like, I never thought yeah. I'd cry in front of a woman. It's just yeah. All, yeah. all these things in one. One, being able to cry in front of someone. Right. Being Black men vulnerable. showing emotion. Yeah. yeah, showing emotion. Being vulnerable enough to cry in front of a woman. To uh, even yeah. say that, like, show that it's not a big deal to show that side of yourself, even in front of a woman. Like, to, you're still a masculine man. You just went through a lot right, just yeah. now. You're allowed to show your emotions. Yeah, that's and it, the, go ahead. it shows the, just the ongoing oppression, just how it takes its toll. It's a slow buildup mm-hmm. over these little events, build up, build up, build up. And these people living their lives every day, hearing gunshots, it just builds up. When Helicopters. Uh, yeah. Mia Long yeah. is doing her homework, yeah. and all of a sudden she hears gunshots, and just triggered, just jumps yeah. out of her seat, just throws her pencil down, and gets yeah. mad. But that's a constant for her. And right. I, I think those little moments just show like this is draining. Yeah, this is hard. What I what I did like about that moment, and I know it's a weird thing to say, like that I like that moment is that it didn't seem like she was scared that there was gunshots going mm-hmm. off. She was like, ah, again. Yeah, she's. It's unreal. like somebody's yeah. like like your neighbor like backing his car into like a trash can. It's like this yeah. happened like six times already this right. week. Like, right, get it together, like. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, and uh, I, I read up, it said that uh, Singleton never told his cast when he was going to use gunfire, mm-hmm. and also whenever he used the sound effects, like, it was, they were all natural reactions. Yeah, when Ferris wow. uh, yeah. let that Uzi out at that meetup, mm-hmm. then, then nobody knew 
Yeah. That was that. So they that was the that was one take they shot, and those those reactions are genuine. Genuine. Everyone actually did like duck and run and run. Wow. What I'm yeah. what I'm very surprised about that scene because it's a it's a great scene on was it Crenshaw Boulevard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they had all these cars and no one got into an accident. Yeah. Just very <laughs> calmly, everyone pulled out and like all right, everyone eased into yeah. traffic. You can't get that shit on the southern state at all. Like <laughs> when it, like one side's like just has like pavement going on, you're like, all right, well everyone just a fucking like. Well, that, yeah, I guess over there it's like, oh, gunshots. All right, get like, formation. All right, you know? we know the deal. Well, let's merge here. We can turn. You know, <laughs> um, one thing that is actually um, the, uh, one of the reasons that the gunshots were so like the reactions were so genuine, um, even though you know they everyone knows on the movie set is that because they were actually shooting in Crenshaw, the local bloods there. Um, hit up John Singleton and hit up like the movie makers and they're like yo if you're shooting on our turf and you're showing blood's dying like people will roll up on you for that so if you pay me I can talk to them and Singleton's like no I'm not paying no bloods and so cute I saw Ice Cube heard and he's like yeah I want you want to pay them like this is, <laughs> like they're gonna come for me you know <laughs> and so eventually like well, so you'll see like um, I don't think you could see it but they had to put like production vans blocking off every uh way that they could enter the 10 like block radius that they were shooting on oh, damn. yeah because you know that threat was real um so when the gun and the, like the crap the cast and crew kind of knew that like you know they were playing in kind of t- dangerous territory so when See, the that's just america yeah by the way guys yeah right. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. this was not some foreign idea some made-up this is not in a, like head. yeah Everything some in that middle eastern like real. third world country like right. this is well, this is california well, yeah. even it said at the end of the movie when uh, when Doughboy goes up to, yeah. to Trey, he's like, yeah. you know, I saw on the news they have all these foreign countries that are like have violent areas, and yet this is going on right in their own backyard, and they don't even mention it. They don't even mention right. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of Doughboy and everything, how do you think uh, the performances from the cast were? Because you have Oscar, uh, I mean, Academy Award winner. Um, uh, uh, Regina King, King. Yep. you know, bless her heart. What a queen! Oscar Award winner. Cuba. Cuba I think Cuba it's Cuba. a lot yeah. of it's a lot of young acting. Yeah, right. Yes. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying like it's a lot of young, unproven acting. Like you I, see them yeah. now, like they're still also working now, and they're all very successful now. And you look at the choices they'll make in movies now, and you're like, right. and oh, that's a lot different than what you did. In they, they've matured, right. yeah. Right. Then, and I think yeah. in that movie, they were they acting because I feel right. like they were just being themselves. Right. Like, Cube grew up in the streets. Yeah. He was a gangbanger. He knows that life. Yeah. And he was just portraying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe his, you know, soft at the very end and, you know, he's being very emotional. That is, you know, there's a level of acting that comes with that. But I think what I loved was the representation in this movie and having these actors and actresses that we see now so seasoned and refined and then seeing them back then just it being themselves. Yeah. Like, we yeah. said Nia Long grew up 10 blocks from there. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she was just being herself. They were being real. Yeah, and this and was, I, I think this acting. was Nia's, uh, Nia Long and Cube's first, uh, yeah. acting, first acting gig. And oh, wow. I know Singleton met Ice Cube at Arsenio Hall, and he's like, yo, I have a, I have a, I have a play, I have a part for you to play. And Cube, like, kind of brushed him off for a few years, um, until eventually, like, yeah. he came. So then he showed up on set, he didn't read the script, he didn't take it seriously at all, and he was trash, and then, like, you know, Singleton, like, Turner was like, yo, Maybe just go home, read the script because that was embarrassing, and then like <laughs> come back and, and right. like come back tomorrow. And that takes a lot of gut yeah. for John Singleton's first movie to be yeah. able to and right. to go to, to Ice Cube, who's Ice a star, Cube, who's yeah. a star. Like he like NWO is blowing up at him, like, yeah. And you just go like, all right, like you suck, 
why don't you actually do your homework? Right. Come back, and then be a man about then, it. Yeah, and then Cube did that, and he's yeah. like, yo, this is fire. And yeah. then he, like, came back and, like, he's like, and then they said, like, when he left as Ice Cube and came back as Doughboy. Because once he read it, he's like, oh, like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. this is me. I could do this. Right. And um, that was sort of what everyone did. Like, apparently, like, Kuba... Um, showed up in that, you know, that outfit that he wore to the cookout? Yeah. With Yo, the suit. That's, he, wore that, yeah, he wore that to his audition. And they're like, oh, you gotta rock that. That's <laughs> you gotta rock that look. Oh um, but yeah, and like... I especially like the all-black back and just the, the circle. The circle. The, the circle. circle. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's, a, that's an interesting look. That's, it was the 90s. It's yeah. the 90s, exactly. That was so yeah. 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. Yep. Like. Yep. Can we talk about Lawrence Fishburne in the movie? Yo. Oh, my God. Man. I, so the only father figure in the movie. Yeah. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Yo, he oh, spoke... that's so true. Yeah, you yeah. noticed that. Yeah, that's yep. that's one of the, the points of, of the film is that in addition to all the other things that plague that community, um, a lack of of prominent father figures and you have like you know you have uh ricky like leaving his son behind you know yeah, right. you have and ricky and doughboy don't have their father you know um and also ricky was never really an observant father as much as uh right Pierce was right it was you more know? it was more um his mom brandy yeah. taking care of uh, taking care of right. the son uh but yeah he was the only one and that's why trey i mean a big part of it is trey ended up being the only one to make it out because his dad kind of kept him in line. That's yeah. true. You know? And the foreshadow when, you know, Lauren said, they don't have anyone to teach them and mm. you'll see how they end up yeah. because of that. Like, no. that. Oh my God. Those are, just... some, those are heavy, heavy words. Yeah. Right, yeah. At, right at the beginning too. And you're like, oh. Because right. when, when he moved to, when, uh, yeah, when uh, Trey moved to his dad's house, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. They've got kids playing in the street. Right. Everyone's like, hey, yeah, this is like, nice. Nice, <laughs> <neighbor. laughs> nice neighbor. Like, caught off guard. Like, I was like, all right, well, maybe like, all right, because I know there's a lot of stories where it's like, all right, fish out of water. Like, here's this kid mm-hmm. from one neighborhood coming into another neighborhood, and then you're like, oh no, this this neighborhood's a lot worse than what he was already in. And right. Like, oh, okay. So once I once I kind of keyed on like the whole like uh, stand by me if you want to see a dead body thing. I was yeah. like, oh, I, and they're walking yeah. on the tracks. Yeah. I got that immediately. I thought yeah. that was okay. Yeah. I was like, like all right, and then like I go, okay, now I know what now I know what I'm dealing with. But like, I immediately thought when I saw the kid just playing in the street, I'm like, oh, I. I'm, I relate to that. I've seen kids playing on my street. Like I, I had kids playing on my street when I was a kid. Like he's gonna be fine. Yeah. Everything's gonna be okay. Oh no. <laughs> it's funny. Um, there's a Kendrick song. Um, when he goes like, "Do you want to see a dead body?" And I remember that line was like, "That's fire." And I never put it together that that's from Boys in the Hood. Yeah. I never put it together. Um, but also, so wait, does that mean Stand by Me is the white people Boys in the Hood? <laughs> I th- oh shit! It's it a coming beach. It's, it's, it's gentlemen in the in the neighborhood in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen in the cul-de-sac. Um, Boys in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. And they have to spell it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what? even just you know him spending quality time with him, you know, yeah. he said, you know, I. You made him being hard on yeah, the fishing scene was right. very important. Yeah. yeah, teaching him the, the safe like, sex talk. talk. Yeah, and all of those. I thought that was important to just openly talk about sex, which yeah. I feel a lot of parents don't do. Right, but that's what made Trey afraid of, like actually having sex. He was afraid of, of getting was, someone pregnant. Because he understood or, the responsibility. Right. Like, even as a kid, he said, "He said, what do you know about sex?" And he said, "You know, I put my dangling in nine months. You know what I mean?" So. It's just, and especially in, you know, black Caribbean, my, any minority community, it's mm-hmm. not really, it's taboo to talk about yeah, sex. Right. It's taboo to yeah. talk about what's going on around you. And I think Lawrence Fishburne's character, 
use different furious styles. Furious styles. What a And same thing, Steph, what you're saying, like it is taboo to talk about sex, yet the culture places this idea on the men that you have to be this Rico Swap. You have to Yeah. Yeah. You have to get laid. You have to be getting women. You have to be strong, you be a player. Right. But at the same time, you won't talk about safe sex. You won't talk about not, not with becoming a father, yeah. not right. with your parents. Yeah. But your parents still want you to like, as, as your dad is like, oh, is that your girlfriend? Right, that? Right, like, right, right. Just yeah. keep pushing, but won't talk about this. Yeah. I think that's very important. It's true. It's Even true. Um, Doughboy, like how he refers to and, you, and Regina King's character calls him out. She's like, every time you talk about a woman, she has to be a bitch or oh, she has to be a hoe. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So saying those words... This is just growing up. This is what you hear. Right. And, you know, this is what you're going to... Re- but do you that even actually know the meaning behind that? And right. what you keep saying these words, you have to really know what that comes with. Yeah, I love that the movie challenges that. And, yeah. and I mean, because... I mean, definitely people call women bitches and hoes all the time. But in real conversation, it's like... I, I think it's like women a lot of times are put in a hard spot where they can't really call people out in it the way they'd like to. So for the movie to do that is is really cool for it um you know it's one one line that furious said when uh it was like he when he's like oh i'm not ready to be a grandfather right my the sex talk for me and my mom um my dad doesn't talk much but like mama taylor's sex talk was like don't get no girl pregnant because i'm too young to be a grandmother (laughs) she's like word for word the same exact thing yeah that's all she says like i'm too young to be a grandmother I was like, I don't know, Ma, you're approaching 60. You're kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> you're right in that age. You're right in the grandma age. But, um, but yeah, no, that, that was, for me, that was pretty cool that to see him actually break it down because, no, my parents didn't. And I was lucky I had a very good sex ed um, education in my high school and in my middle school. But um, I can imagine for a lot of people, that's just, yeah. you, you, you end up yeah. with these kids that, uh, you end up with these, these parents that are not prepared you know, to take care of children and it just perpetuates it's an, the it's cycle. It's an endless cycle. And yeah. I mean, even Doughboy and Ricky's mom, you would look at her and be like, oh, wow, of course. She's so hard on Doughboy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel bad for the, that relationship and she loves Ricky. But she was doing the best that she could. Right. right. She's raising two boys. One shows a, like, he really wants to do something with his life. One's in and out of jail. It's like, how do you fix that? How are you going about fi- fixing that when you're right. trying to live your own life, support a family, support grandkids and you know what I mean oh, yeah. it's, it's a lot yeah. going on so she bet on the horse that might actually no yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah and like the the relationship she had with Doughboy it didn't seem like she hated him at all because she kept him in the, her house she never mm-hmm. like kicked him out like right. even when after after Ricky died she like didn't kick him out because he just came he came out of the house it's just I think she expected him to grow up a little bit like how because like you said Ricky had a goal and he was going to go for that goal and even when he thought his goal wasn't going to happen, he found another goal going into the army. Right. So he's like, okay, well, just take like one, one like eighth of that, and do like or one like sit, like just something. Show a little motivation that's not hanging out on the porch, doing and, nothing, and yeah. doing nothing. Just like have some like respect for yourself. And I, I think it, it's always like the um, I forget, I forget how they always like the, they, they say it. it's like it's like the either the hammer or the or like the character the stick the character yeah the character oh, and she yeah. was a little bit more stick with uh doughboy yeah. and more carrot with mm-hmm. with ricky and yeah, yeah no yeah yeah and also ricky was was trey's best friend so he a lot of what furious was spitting at trey kind of you know rubbed off on ricky whereas right. doughboy was locked up over a lot of it he didn't really get any of that residual no, you yeah. know um that residual kind of fatherly influence 
what I thought was full was the conversation with God between the guys in the car. Yeah. And just, even though... Damn, yo, this movie's deep, right? Hey, shit. Yeah. Even though Doughboy has been in and out of prison, he shows, like, I'm not dumb. I've been yeah. reading in prison. I've been doing a lot. I just, I don't know. It just shines just a light. He tools. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The tools he too. has... He has the mind to be there. Like, he has... He's smart enough. He just doesn't have that, like... He doesn't have a father figure like Fury is. Yeah. He doesn't have someone else he has to show him. the way. Right. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, that, that... Stuff like that that made me really... That conversation made me really sad. Because there's a lot of people on Long Island that are the same age as, you know, as, as all these kids. You know, same situation as all these kids. You know, they... Not that they were in and out of jail, but that, you know, they're not really making many moves to get past where they're from or, or where they're at you know they're just kind of they have their job or, or they have like they're you know they're at their mom's crib they're living their life they have enough to like pay their car payments and then that's it right and right. like that that's fine here because you know you, you can you can just you can just live that way but in that neighborhood in that environment you they, you can have somebody with the same drive you know the same like basic education the right. same like you know the same the same mindset but in that neighborhood, that will get you killed. Right. Like, so Doughboy is no less ambitious than a ton of people that I know here. Mm-hmm. But because of where he's at, he's he's dead. And if he was if he was like that, maybe here on Long Island, the same exact same exact situ- like like mindset, he could live his whole life out and and mm-hmm. probably and probably end up with the wife and kids and, and be fine. And it's really that's that part really depressed me to see that you know. He's the reality. Yeah, that it's not Doughboy. Like, he's not dumb. He's not, like you said, he's not dumb. He's not an animal. You know, he's just like, he just, his environment that is, you could, that that part is really, you hear it all the time. Like, oh, it's their environment. It's their situation. And to a a point, that's not an excuse for everything. Like, one thing I really like is the first words of the movie are, you know, one in every, like, 21 black men will be killed. And then I'm just like, that's right. You know, you know, the, the white devil is trying to take us down. And then it's like, right, the, 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 I know, but then the next line is by, a black, by another black man. Oh, okay. Right. And I was like, that's right. That was I, such an important quote. Right. By another black man. <laughs> I, and it's like, you know, the, I was, I was trying, when I was watching this movie, there is a lot of similarities between, and, and I know it's going to sound ridiculous, but there are a lot of like similarities between like the black community and, and Irish community where I'm, where I'm from. It's like the, the denial of talking to people about it, like giving like the emotional unavailability. Exactly, yeah. like you have to like, like how I always joke around, like how I like cry at movies and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I always say that to my family, they look at me like I'm like from outer space and like, yeah. and like they, 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 but it's, but yeah, it is the it is the like the uh, the environment of where because you're right, there is a lot of like apathetic, you know, kids on Long Island that are just like kind of coast by, yeah, and they're fine. While in other places where if they if they try to be anything that coasts by, it's it you can't coast. Right. You yeah. You have to be so like actively trying to get out of there. Yeah. For it to happen. You like know? you have to work so much harder. Right. And and it's unfair. And I like that they brought they had the Reagan posters. Yeah. Because of the Reaganomic shit yeah. that just wiped out like the I Yo, know like it was that old. was so that was bad. yeah. Oh like, my god! Yeah. Like, no, yeah, because back then you like you never you never you never like get political like right like but yeah like it's like a lot of the shit Reagan did the trickle down economics the mm-hmm. whole like everything it's just it's really shitty yeah and there's a lot of that shit going on now and it, you know uh, 
I mean, I don't want to say why, mm-hmm. but it's because, you know, there's a dumb fuck in the White House. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it just seems that, like, how... All right, let me say... Like, it is systematic. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there is a lot of, like, yeah. advantages that, you know, a, like, a white kid can coast up to the top while, you know, a black, Latino, uh, Asian, they may have to work harder than any white kid I ever know. Mm. Like, it, it doesn't... It's not fair. Yeah. yeah, and just the neighborhoods like Crenshaw really, like, yeah. exemplify it. Because um, yeah, there's no, like, influx of, like, of helpful money. Like, the, like they'll they'll take away from, like, the Board of Education or from, like, uh, infrastructure or anything and just put it somewhere else. Right. Yeah. right. And even just, like, looking at the education that these kids are receiving in their school, in the very beginning, they're in a history class, and what are they talking about? They're talking about the pilgrims yeah, and, right, yeah. and the America. squash and this is where your Thanksgiving food comes from. Because like, they got along with the pilgrims right. and, yeah, that, like, and the Native Americans. And they're the supposed Indians, to be 10 years old, right? Yeah, Native yeah. Americans. Like, yeah. You no, know, yeah, yeah. so it's stuff like and that. And that lady like, seemed like she was just checked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. And this is, these are the teachers that are in the inner city. I'm not going to say that every teacher who's there is not, yeah, it's not know, trying. trying their best. And there's some, there's some, again, uh, what, you know, you are a product of the situation that you're in. If you're right. going to work every day and you see where no matter how hard you try, nothing is changing. Then right. after a while, the, that shit wears on you. The yeah. phone call between, uh, Trey's oh, the, mom yeah, and the, the teacher, teacher, that was like, like, that's when I was like, Oh no. Like what? Why would, why would anybody say anything? Why would anyone ask? Yeah. Like, he's like, yes, Oh, so you're he educated as a father. So you're educated. I'm, yeah. si- I'm sitting there like, God like, oh, damn. No. And, you know, <laughs> listening to that conversation, you'd be upset with the teacher. You'd be like, oh, what this bitch, she's just this like, bitch. she's yeah. going to sit here and assume and assume. But again, the students that she's dealing nothing. with, no, yeah. these are the circumstances. So she's probably just trying to find out as much information. You know what I mean? Well, I think right. she's making assumptions. She's just, yeah, she so, looks like she sounds, exactly. I don't know if it's, yeah. I don't know if it's her, just her acting or, or maybe it's the direction that it was like. Just sound burnt out. Yeah. Sound yeah. like you just are like, oh yeah, I know. Like, uh, right, like right, right. And like, kind of like that. So this this person seems like they're kind of stepping on Angela Bassett, and you don't do that at all. You don't <laughs> no, step, you never don't step, step on to Angela, Angela Bassett. No. Uh, and you then must uh, be outside your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that lady was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just it just seemed that like, you know, that yeah, that teacher kind of gave up on on Trey mm-hmm. right right yeah yeah what about when we see Angela Bassett in the future and she wants Trey to live with her mm. like now she doesn't have the responsibility of watching Trey every day she got her masters right she's educated her where she lives now dope in the background right. that's yeah. all I'm gonna say and that's that should that's another and it goes to show like if you put your mind to it you have your education you don't have kids young like this is right where you could go right. you could get out of the hood but it her situation is a little different because she didn't have to take care of trey yeah she just had him on the weekend something furious she got to work to right, right. right. and i mean both like... angela bassett and furious just their their forward thinking nature is was just not commonplace in their no right. both, both of them, them both of them both yeah. of them being like that was just do you think that's you why they, they split up because maybe they both had such like radical ideas of how to teach their son how to grow up that it like maybe it hit sometimes in the middle ground but they were so far off right like yeah. on, like on the same path but just on like two different blocks it just it could be they could it they, could, they be. could just have been very young and just you know yeah i he mean they're both, they were 17 yeah, yeah. they're both smart they you know progressive and people but not not necessarily because maybe they just weren't right for each other and right. it yeah, seemed like angela bassett's 
character, her thought was, let me get my education and get out. Right. Right. Furious was like, he stayed there. He lived mm-hmm. there. He had his, you know, office, financial office or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was trying to help his community. Right. And, right. you know, people have different different ideas of how to make it. You know, Furious, he wanted to stay, help his community, and show Trey, like, listen, like, this is what you, this is your environment. Yeah, it's not great, but you can still make it better. You can still be a good person and live right. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was just like, let me get out. Right. right. I think another thing is just how, even though you have that scene in the restaurant where they are arguing with each other, two parents, yeah, they still have a conversation. Like, they're still being parents. Like, they put aside their differences and they're focusing on Trey. And yeah. that's most important. And I don't know if they did get married and then got divorced, but, like, either way, that co-parenting, I thought that was very important to show. Right. Like, yeah. right. Everyone, Even if you don't get along with somebody, right. you can still put that aside for like, the sake no, yeah, of your right. kid. These two yeah, they never put their there. shit on top of Trey. Exactly. Right. Which I know a lot of people will do. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is not. There's so many layers. There's so, there's so many. <laughs> we haven't even it's talked so about the like... police brutality. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. I thought those were the most uncomfortable scenes. Yeah. Because like, uh, the first time you meet the 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 cop and his partner, where he just comes in and is like, "Well, why did you shoot him?" Yeah, like, I did, but he missed him. It's like, oh well. No. Would have been one less in the streets. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, Damn. that mentality. And then even just the words that comes out of his mouth, and then on top of that, Furious is like, you know what? It's it's there's no point in talking to you at this point. Right. Yeah. You if you don't understand what's wrong with what you just said, well, there's no way that yeah. yeah that this yeah exactly. And then well yo when he stuck out um Trey and the and the one tear coming out yeah. oh my god that part you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. man yeah man oh it's I would have shadow box too if oh, that happened yeah. damn just feeling so helpless yeah right having all your humanity kind of stripped away like at the that. hands of someone that is supposed to be there to protect you yeah it's like where do you go for mm-hmm. shelter for mm-hmm. help because you're in the streets you you're getting it in that end and then you go, you have the police took them an hour to get to the pl- mm-hmm. their right. house after the robbery mm-hmm. i mean what if something was was really going on right like where do you what go if bleeding out exactly yeah. where the do you way go for help? the way they uh singleton shot the uh the home invasion scene, like even though it was a quick, like what, like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. it um it felt like it it felt it was very tense in the fact that you never really got a clear shot of who the person was because you always saw like you saw Trey in his room and then you saw someone moving like oh the 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 faucet's dripping so maybe Trey got up to right. turn the faucet off right. and they hit the thing and because I was I was concerned that like because oh, I know there's a trying. lot of That's, gun yeah. violence yeah. that is just mistakes where it's like I think something's gonna happen and they just open fire and they just see it was a mistake and you know actually being somebody like that like oh, like that I, that got like that like got me really tense really early on in the yeah. movie just, yeah. even after all that you would think his son just moved here that situation happens. He would try to yeah let's yeah. move away let's no he stayed in his community like listen like, this is life this is reality mm-hmm. and he showed him that life that but you could also still be a good person yeah. and be a forward-thinking person living in an environment like that also if he shot young trey with that gun that he the kid would have been disintegrated oh yeah i looked at i was like oh my god from where he was standing where trey was standing the barrel could probably touch trey <laughs> two softballs in that. <laughs> and also with that scene too even after like his Reaction shot shot. Yeah. But even when he got up to to closer to the door to look and see 
did I hit someone? The, right. the fear mm. on his face. Right. Nobody's ready to do that. Right. Yes, you want to protect your own and you want to do, you know what I mean? In a situation like that, like someone's home invasion, you have the right to right. try to disable them. But are you ready for that? Because right. the consequences yeah, right. of what comes with that. No, yeah, it's, it's it's exact same thing. That was thing. the first time we saw him sweat in the movie. Yeah, the first the and last. Time, really. First and last. Yeah, like even when like you got to prepare for the consequences of every decision you make. Mm-hmm. Even Ricky, he gets shoved by by Ferris and the crew, just standing up to them. You're yeah. like, like, what you looking at? Like, I'm still trying to find that out. That alone has consequences. Yeah. And then right. Doughboy, then like, then Doughboy retaliating's got consequences. It's just a cycle, and that's why he told. That's why you know, um, when Furious took that gun from his hand, obviously. Not not because worried about him killing somebody getting killed on the spot, but just because the consequences leading on, it's just you, you got to break the chain wherever you can. Right, right. Yeah, George, you've been trying to say something for like a minute. I, right? so. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I, I love these arguments. Something you said, Brian, just reminded me when the boys were young, mm. Chris said like, oh, my brother gave me his gun. And just reminded me of uh, that statistic that like most children who are killed by guns are just from guns in the home. Mm-hmm. And yes. he's here they just kids just have open access to firearms yeah. and later on we see chris in a wheelchair and we don't know why you think he might have plastic burst himself he could have well that is so many what happened to the could... actor in real life he's actually a real uh, paraplegic mm, and really? he got shot from i think it, he was in it was maybe a drive-by i think they said on imdb because he he got shot in the spine and that's yeah, why he's busting wheelies on the wheelchair yeah, he was man. really he was comfortable sh- just I'm going telling you, yeah. he knows how to move yeah, yeah. yeah. he's he the fastest one there yeah. he can't get up the stairs but let him you let him jump yeah. down he can just, yeah. get down let pop an ollie get down there but like these kids who have access to his and he's like uh, and it's loaded that yeah. was like the yeah. big thing like yeah they have access to these terrible weapons right. and yeah and it just doesn't mix and it just oh they're constantly in danger one one thing which is crazy just to just to piss you off stuff uh one thing thing that um the very very beginning when they're showing them the posters and stuff is just like is that blood it's like of course it's blood what it look like and the girl's just like at least i could do my timetables that reminded me of you so much that was me in the background i I, 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 I believe with her I was like, but that's a great like comeback in an argument. It's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that does make more sense. Yeah, <laughs> be ma- yeah it's a much more it's a much better skill to do your time tables than it is to recognize girl yeah. blood. You know, exactly. <laughs> I still have trouble doing my time tables. Yeah, like, she's got me. So just the sass was just like, oh god, Steph, what you doing in Crenshaw? I'm telling you, <laughs> I love that girl. Does she go to you? No, that was in the other hood. That was in the other hood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but damn. Uh, yeah. So speaking of the uh, you, oh the the scene that we talked about Ricky's death oh yeah Ricky Ricky's death the uh, the one that's been the most uh, kind of yeah. parody yeah st- it, the thing is like I never oh, I just hit the mic stand again gotta get <laughs> used to that yeah gotta like wrap these things in like rubber or something yeah um but yeah it's you know Morris Chestnut uh, tries sprinting away from uh, Ferris and the group he didn't zigzag and what concerned me about that is. The fact that they use like like the the double barrel shotgun. Yeah. And he was like the Elmer Fudd. Yeah, the yeah. Elmer Fudd gun. And he was like maybe a good seventy feet away from the like that shit just spreads out. Yeah. So like I saw that I was like okay that's that's for the movie. But yeah, it, it yeah, would, right. It's not super accurate. No. <laughs> it's like everyone would have got like gunfire. Like, like, yeah, like a, yeah, like a shotgun doesn't really work that way. But you know when, when he got hit in the leg, part of me was just like yeah. oh, he can make it, and then he got blown like, right out of his chest. Because I was saying yeah. like oh man that guy's got the got newsy. He's definitely gonna kill him, and then he pulls out the double barrel. I'm like, what? 
Yeah. That's you had what... an Uzi in the last scene. Why'd you whip out this? <laughs> the precision he, shot. He shot all the bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, in the air, yeah. Left. yeah. It was nothing, nothing left. left. <laughs> it, it was, uh, was it, it's Chekhov's sort of shot. Off. <laughs> you see it in the first act, you can it's, see you're it. You're gonna see it again. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I always wonder, there was a CSI, completely unrelated. There's a CSI episode where, like, a guy, like, just shot, like, they found, like, a dead body with a bullet, with a, with a gunshot wound. And at the end of the thing, they see a side and ballistic the shit out of it. And it was a dude that shot a gun in the air, and it went up in the air, and then came down, like, four blocks away, and, like, killed a guy. I don't think that can happen. Yeah, alright, just making sure. Of, just making sure. <laughs> arc, once it reaches that final point, it loses all its, it loses all its power. Yeah, yeah, and then just gravity taking it down. I don't but, think it's fast enough. But what if it's coming down via gravity... And there's a guy walking under it. It's still 9.8 meters per enough. second squared. Not, so it wouldn't it's not be accelerating yeah. Okay, perfect. Oh, it, it, it probably would have. George. Yeah. Yeah, no, that does hurt. Yeah, like, you know, damn it. You they know do know all how many years like, I've been thinking about this. So I'm glad. You, you walking under things mystery like, for me. Just yeah. like, oh, I hope no one shot a gun yeah. three blocks away. Every time I see a bad guy like shoot a gun in the air, I'm just like, they're not safe. But I guess they are. There's a show that I watch on Netflix called Meat Eater. And it's like about hunting. And there's a specific hunting event where, like, these birds come in and, like, it's a party. Mm. And everyone's shooting shotguns in the air. And, like, they're like, oh, you just got to be careful because it will rain down pellets. Because mm. eventually they come down. Like, it doesn't hurt, but, like, just yeah. pellets fall in there. But that's what happens. Like, uh -huh. even if you're shooting a handgun in the air, they'll come down. It's not going to hurt, hurt, but... First, let me ask you this. Down. After seeing all the... Um the gun violence and the irresponsible uh, use of like firearms and stuff in the in the movie. Um, does it you you've been trying to get into hunting? Does this kind of sour your taste on holding a weapon and using it on a living animal, or not so much? Oh shit! Whoa! I, I I'm not I'm not attacking you with it. I just no, want to see no. like how it affected you. I'll, um, atta I'll attack you with it. Yeah. <laughs> Try to attack me with it. <laughs> using it on I think there's a big difference between man and an animal. Sure. So using it on an animal, I don't think it's a difference. Me, personally, I don't want guns in my home. Mm -hmm. I've already researched this. So, like, if I were... I'm not into hunting yet, for anyone listening. Yeah, you haven't, I haven't actually done it yet. Done it yet. Right. Yeah. I want to try it out. I'm very into the aspect of, like, free-range meat. Right. Okay. And getting food myself and just getting back to nature, things like that. Live off the land. Live off the land type stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't want guns in my home. And I've looked it up. There are places where you can... Basically, like, a storage locker... But they're just for guns, and there's like a security guard, and you pay like fifty bucks a month to store your guns there. You pick them up there. I don't want my guns. Some high tech James Bond, right. like you, like a scan your iris and like. Opens <laughs> no, up. I think you just like well, show your ID. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm locker five. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a hunting club. It's like yeah, yeah you just go and you have all your shit there. Yeah, mm. I don't want guns in my home. Mm. My yeah. father was an NYPD cop. And then moved to oh, Florida. That's why you have the shield on your in yeah. Your car. Okay. And now he like retired, got bored, became a cop down there. <laughs> he has guns in the home, but he's a cop. And in right. Florida, they give you an AR-15 as a cop. Like they bought their police officers. What AR are they expecting? I don't for the cop oh, to Florida. use an AR-15. On well, yeah. Florida is goddamn Florida stuff. Good. <laughs> Florida's crazy. It's but a uh, nice gift, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are the guns bonus, in the home yeah. there, but he. You know, under lock and key, but he even has still, his, yeah, like, yeah. I, thankfully, like my, he's taught me about guns, gun safety. I think that's another thing that they, you know, no one's talking about gun safety in the home in this movie. Mm -hmm. These kids just have guns, right? Yeah. But my father taught me like this is a very dangerous weapon. Mm -hmm. This is not a 
toy. This is a tool. This is a... So that that's very hard to do because right. movies kind of give the opposite impression. Right. You know, and I watched a shit ton of action movies as a kid. So from... I don't know. Like that's that's a very hard that's a very hard message to get across right. nowadays. Like yeah. my sister, my sister is a competitive shotgun shooter. Like she, that's awesome. Yeah, wow. that's she's very good. Sick. Actually, she's done. How she's been in nationals. <laughs> that's awesome. But again, like it just goes with gun safety. Like knowing that this kills memes. This this is not a toy. This ruins lives. This yeah. ruins lives. Under lock and key, never yeah. loaded, disassembled, reassembled when you're going to use it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. if you're gonna have one in the house, that's probably the way to do it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, never had a gun. Never held a gun. Never, never wanted to own a gun. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not something yeah. I yeah. have any interest in. Yeah, guns are heavy. Yeah, like I've I've shot guns. They're yeah. when you shoot a gun. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. When you shoot a gun, you know that this shit is powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you are shooting a it's gun. Kick. It's got a yeah, kick. Yeah. This. The opposite end is not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I, I don't want him. It's just too... Like the responsibility. Yeah, the responsibility, always, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. just imagine you if you're, you're an adult and you have right, like your right. child's friends over and kids get into shit all the time. Yeah. I don't yeah. want that. So yeah. would you have, if, if everybody was taking the SAT right next to each other, would you have cheated? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I would have cheated. God damn. <laughs> How do they not <laughs> all have eight hundreds on that exam? <laughs> Oh Ricky over God. here staring off into space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, man, Kubas. You know we, you know Trey Smart. This paper's right in front of you. That's okay. <laughs> that was another thing. Like seven ten though. Yeah. Know that high school is huge. Yeah. How many people were taking that test in the movie? Right. Even even Four. when he asked him, he's like, "You take the SAT?" He's like, "I heard about that." It's like you heard about it. That should determine your future, Ricky. Come on. Well, no, like the SATs, you always have to pay for. So I don't think a lot of a lot of kids are paying for it. So it doesn't it didn't make sense for them to like. What was it, like 60 bucks or something? That's a lot back then. It's a lot, yeah. yeah like, yeah. why would I waste 60 bucks here where I could have 60 bucks that would come and get, like, yeah. whatever? Yeah. But, yeah, it's like the whole, like, oh, I heard about it. Like, also, Ricky didn't seem like the greatest of students, so he just yeah. kind of just focused on football. And that's why when the recruiter came in, he's like, well, what else do you want to do? He's like, what do you mean? Right. Like, exactly. I only totally thought, like, this is the only exactly. whatever people yeah. told me. So there was probably, like, if you think about it, like, between the lines, like, there's a coach for Ricky who just said, yeah, just focus on football. Don't worry about anything yeah. else. Football will get you where you want right. to go. Right. right. So there's no one like... He got a 2.3. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I had a better GPA than yeah. that. <laughs> and I did not care at all about school. Right. And like, the like the whole idea is like, no one... They, like you said, the only father figure was Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Like, there was even no like shadow father figure. Yeah. Like, in some other like... Uh, like I know, like mobster movies or gangster movies, where they'll be like kind of like the older member who kind of like, oh, you know, like in Goodfellas, it was always oh, it uh, Paulie, Paulie. Yeah, right. So you kind of like, oh, that's kind of like the pseudo father of the group. Mm-hmm. But then, like in this, it's it's no one. Like right. it, it just kind of just seems like like the, like these balls in the air that are not going to be caught by anybody. Yeah. Like the only one, that, the only one you know is secure is is Trey. Right. And yeah. even then, it's like he's making some dumb moves. Right. Like just you know see where he goes from there but right it's still at risk but yeah that, yeah that 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 kind of like when he said oh yeah i don't i don't like what do you mean i was like oh shit yeah like everyone's failing this kid i hope this doesn't blow it yeah, yeah. I, hope, I hope it doesn't blow with that um and then also too like ricky's death scene mm-hmm. what was there you think someone gets shot what is your first thing you're on the phone calling now Call calling yeah. for help yeah. no their first reaction was to pick him up and bring, bring him yeah home. i was like why are you moving him like yeah. i'm <laughs> You learn, don't move the body, but again, going back to like this couple scenes we see them with dealing the with the cops, yeah. you know, they're supposed to be their protectors, 
I mean, they're not there. No help. I also think they moved him because they didn't want him to end up like the 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 dead body they saw. Oh yeah. Because if they just left him in the street, he would stay in the street. Right. Like who's who's gonna come pick him up? Exactly. Like if he's in a house, like they'll at least show the cops will show up to a house. They're not like they're not gonna like come to an alleyway. Right. Right. Damn man. What an emotional scene. That was very raw. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mother wailing. Oh. His girlfriend. Slap boy. Yeah. The, the guys, baby. Yeah. yeah. I, because it's, and she's slapping dope boy because she's like, this is your fault, this is your fault. And she didn't mean it, I know, she but didn't, it's she more didn't really like, know, but she yeah. was thinking that she was prepared for that to happen to Doughboy. She was not prepared for that yeah. to happen right, to yeah. Me. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. just even crazier. Oh, man. Um, you know, you, you use the word raw, and I think like from, as far as the performances of the of the of, of all the actors they're a little like unrefined like you were saying brian yep. um but i think the rawness and the it just seems like a very genuine performance yeah and, right. and like no, so that yeah. scene when they're in the house and everyone's going everyone's going crazy that just felt so real to me right you know like that's exactly how this family would kind of just break apart like at that moment like i knew yeah. the baby was crying because the uh the girlfriend just screamed in its ear yeah, like, yeah. i figured like yeah. that's yeah. why that baby's crying but right. like, I go like, oh yeah, but that's probably gonna happen no matter what. Like, right. like, like the fact that they all like lose it. Yeah. And and the whole uh, when they when they did bring in, uh, I had a weird thought when they brought in uh, Ricky to the. It's like don't put him on the couch with the. Yeah, you're, the gonna, plastic, you're, gonna, like, you're gonna ruin the, gonna run the yeah, couch. Yeah, yeah. I hope they put him on the plastic part, yeah, not the like, good part. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, one thing is that, that's super, the, the plastic on the couch is super relatable. Oh, that's so yeah. My grandmother had that that's shit. so oh relatable. My God. You are not yeah. allowed to sit in You see it sticks to it, you try to get back up, you lose a layer of skin there. And why is that? Because how many, we can't afford to yeah, buy multiple nice yeah. things. Yeah. You, you buy one nice thing. thing you know, one nice thing you protect with your life. Yeah. yeah. The only um, time the cover comes off is when the Pope comes in. The yes. House. Yeah. <laughs> the China that we never use. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, John Singleton said that to get these kind of performances out of the, out of the actors, because again, a lot of them were a bit, um, like rough around the edge. A lot of them were newer actors. He said he didn't really want famous people in this, in this movie. Um, I think Larry Fishburne was really like the, the veteran actor there and he was only 29. Um, and he said what he did was he took, uh, he, he really sat down with, with Fishburne a lot because, and tried to get notes off of Coppola from Apocalypse Now. Right. And he was like, so when, yeah, he's like, so when you guys were shooting, like, how would he go about getting this, like, reaction out of this actor? Like, how would he shoot this? And so, like, you could almost give Larry, like, a kind of uh, assistant, like, directing you give like, him producer credits. On credits on producer that. credits, yeah. because he took a lot, and then you'll see a lot of, like, cross-cutting and, like, stuff you'll see from, like, Godfather from Apocalypse Now in this movie mm-hmm. just because it was so influenced by, by Fishburne. And then... He like one of the things that Fishburne told him was like honestly we just did a lot of improvising, like in character, and then when we found and then like when we found something, y- you bring it out of them, and so he would just be going back and forth with Cuba, and then they'd just be like talking shit in character, and Cuba would say something like, and that would hint at like kind of an emotion, and be like what do you mean by that? He's like go more into that and like really bring that out, and then I'll use that to shoot this scene, and then and then shoot it again and shoot it again, and eventually you got. The, the breakdown scene and stuff like that so same tactics he used on Too Fast Too Furious yeah I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure that's how you got a Tokyo Drift that, <laughs> see, that's kind of interesting to me because Spike Lee always kind of makes kind of like woke like movies that have like a lot of like thought in it and then you have like a Too Fast Too Furious or like 
of Four Brothers, which is a fun movie, but sort of the opposite message of Well, there's of there's this. paycheck movies. There's ones that people yeah. will do, like, you know, like a Too Fast, Too Furious probably was a decent paycheck because Fast and Furious was, right. was, was a big, was was a big, big movie. Yeah. So they, they'll do that so they could fund, like, a smaller project. I mean, I understand right. that, but Four Brothers seems like the opposite of the message that he's trying to put out here. Right. Like, the slogan for this movie was originally going to be Increase the Peace. Right. But, you know, they was the ex, like studio six felt that was like too whack and made them say like this ain't no fairy I hope they tale said instead. that. These so, fucking like, this... like stuff suits like yeah. John, that's too whack. They said lame. Oh, they said lame. They said lame. Ah, um, that's some but late eighties four brothers LA is, shit. is legit like is four brothers about like, you know, again, four grown ass men coming back to the hood to pick up guns and kill someone that kills someone close to them. Mm. It's revenge is via violence and there's like what what happened? Uh, I think what Brian's saying, it's a paycheck movie. I know, he but... He's a director on that. He didn't write it, but the movies yeah. that he did write, he puts his message out on. Yeah. I know, it's just... Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, For me, it's like... I think it's also like, look at the timeline difference as well. Like, 1991 yeah. versus, I think, Four Brothers, what, 2000s? Yeah. Early yeah, 2005. 2005. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, there's a difference in time, and I think at the time when he put out Boys in the Hood, it was, it, the message needed to be heard. I think by the time the 2000s came around, yes, the same things were happening. I was going to say, like, what's changed, as, though? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually looking like, up what's this. That, uh, what's really that different? Like, how much has, has like, the, the fact that this movie is so relatable and appreciable now, this goes to show that not enough has changed since the movie's been out. So it's not like, you're like, oh, well, you know what? I did my part, and now the world is a better place for it. Like, that's not what happened. Like, the people are still... People are still dying all the time. People, right. are, there's still police brutality is even more of an issue now. Gentrification is just as much of an issue. Like fucking, li- like like gun violence, everything, drugs, everything. Like why? But that's what it is. It's still happening. So like, yeah. I think at a certain point, you still have to live yourself. Yeah. You gotta. So he's just directing. I I feel like if you look back to when we did the directors tournament, plenty of directors who write and direct their movies just like. Boys in the Hood yeah. have a hard movie like that, emotional, but as well do other work, do other projects. Yeah, but I don't think the other work directly contradicts the previous work, though. And no, but I don't think. I actually haven't seen Four Brothers. Uh, I don't know if it's like because it could just be one of those like, oh, it's a dumb action movie. We just need to set it. Like, was it set in it was LA? In Boston, it's in, oh, it's in Boston. Oh, is it Boston? Detroit. Detroit. Oh, oh that's a different place. Yeah. Man. And yeah. I, I think I haven't seen Four Brothers in a while, but yeah, it, it's. I don't think it directly contradicts Boys in the Hood. I yeah. mean, it is a violent movie, gun violence, but I don't know, revenge, like you said. But I, I think it's, I think it's two different playing fields. Yeah. I don't think it directly contradicts it. Maybe it doesn't really help, you know, bring the Boys in the Hood message across. But again, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to make Maybe. a and like, coin. I feel like if I was a dentist and someone paid me a ton of money to punch a kid's tooth out. I wouldn't do it. I just don't think it depends. <laughs> like Spike you know? Lee did um, Inside Man. Yeah. Yeah, like, but... And Spike Lee movies always have a message, but like, sure. he's done other things. It's not... But Inside Man isn't some isn't like directly con- contraindicated contradicted to that message. He did that old boy remake. All right, that one's pretty trash. Yeah. yeah so, like, I yeah, think... It's I mean, just... that, that movie sucks, but it's not... That movie does not go it, against it, anything Spike Lee's done. So in the it's past. not like you're saying it doesn't take like do the right thing and just say like hey, everything's wrong. Exactly, it doesn't say do the wrong thing. Right. You know, like, but 
just, he just makes it from I mean, Danny Aiello's perspective. Like, yeah, oh, these kids are so I loud. Also do something and boys, boys in the Hood was more like, this is reality, this is real life. Yeah. Yeah. Four Brothers was a fictitious movie. It's yeah. a fictitious yeah. movie. It's, it's just meant to be a movie. It, it, that's the storyline. Four Brothers, go back to the hood, revenge kill. That's the storyline. Yeah. I don't think... I just think it's totally different than Boys in the Hood right. where he's specifically putting out a message. I don't remember yeah. a quote in the beginning of... Uh, well, that's brothers. I know. No. I know it's I know it's a stupid popcorn flick for brothers and but it's, you know. Yeah, if any movie know. has Marky Mark in it, it's not to be taken It's not seriously. to be taken seriously. <laughs> I know. Listen, I know. Leave my Marky Mark alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a terrible Leave actor. Mr. Wahlberg alone. <laughs> um I don't know. Leave the I, thunder of Wahlbergers out of this. For me for me it kind of sours for brothers a little bit knowing that <laughs> this is the same guy that I said, feel like you're cherry picking if I don't know. Move, if four brothers is being soured for you. I feel like that you're you're overthinking it. Does, I don't know. All right, what about Michael? It, it, Let's it, take it, Michael in a way, Bay. It almost sours Boys in the Hood as well. Let's take Michael Bay. Oh, do you do you so. care? Yeah. It sours Boys in the Hood as well. Look at like Thirteen Hours of Pain and Gain. They're probably his best two movies. Sure. Compare them to like uh, all the Transformers movies. Yeah, but what's Thirteen Hours about? It's about thirteen hours. Like it's <laughs> twelve, twenty-four hours in a day, and it's only thirteen of them. I know it's about Benghazi. It's just... yeah, it's about Benghazi, <laughs> yeah. right? But that's what I'm saying. Making yeah. Pain and Gain does not like Michael Bay is not trying to leave a message regardless of what he does so nothing he makes will, contra- will contradict himself because he doesn't he have made a bad message. boys too bad boy too exactly and all of his there's a message are, in bad boys too yeah that you know that Will we, Smith it's is, a death. we ride together we die together that's the message <laughs> but um but I'm saying like Transformers like none of his movies contradict a message that he's trying to make the, or the message that he set out to make. Like, I feel like, like you're John kind of putting him in out. a box, though. I feel like you're putting him in a box. And he can make things that are he's different. He's a creative. He's yeah. a creative. Things, yeah, and, you can make things yeah, that I, aren't... I don't see this as a problem. I don't see it as a problem. Yeah, I, I see it as a problem. Totally unrelated. I see it as a problem. Because, like, it's... I don't know. It's one thing to be, like... You can make something different. It, not all your movies have to be about raising kids out of the hood. Right. They, it doesn't have to be like that at all. Yeah, that Too was... Fast, Too Furious doesn't bother me at all. But... A movie that's specifically about the things you warn against in another movie. Mm. That bothers me. Maybe they illegally bought guns. Maybe they all have permits. And they're like, this is, you know, our citizens' right to do this. And maybe that's the message. Like, anybody can get their hands on a gun. And you look know, what happened as a result. I think now you guys a, are overthinking Four Brothers. Now. I've never seen I it. Seen you brought us here, Matt. Yeah, this I haven't is seen you. Four Brothers you brought us here. The <laughs> Four Brothers conundrum. From what I remember in a not very memorable movie... Yeah. It's Wait. just Boys in the Hood is just a totally different um, ball game. I think he, he can, as a director, he can diversify his portfolio and even show some tough things that, I mean, I'm not going to agree with every single movie storyline, but this is the storyline. Like, yeah, he didn't right. write it. I know, but it's it. like... Like Spielberg did Schindler's List, but sure. he also did E.T., are you putting he, him in a box? Like, you no, know, like, you guys are getting me wrong. I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying you can only. Sounds like I'm not me. saying you can Each only. Each of those are kind of one and the same. Then right? I'm not making myself clear because I'm not saying you can't do movies that are different than the first movie you made. Right. I'm saying that if you make a movie, if, if okay, so if Spielberg want, made you'll... a movie, made Schindler's List, mm-hmm. and then made a movie from the from like the perspective of a Nazi and sympathized the Nazis. That would be contradicting. I don't think that's contradictory. So is... I th- listen. I, he's sure. a director. Okay, he's, he's a got director. a story. He's got a story to tell. Yeah, and it's not right. he. His job with Four Brothers was only to depict the story. That is not his story. 
I, we don't even know what his ideas are. Yeah, but you can story. say no to anything. Yeah, but I didn't see. I don't see why Actually, you him, can't really he to say oh, no like, to if you that. Look at, to still have oh, the famed voice. Yeah. It's not like also, like, launching. what if he just liked this? Like, he read the script and was like, "This is fun. I want to make this movie because." This seems like a fun movie to make. Like, yeah, I mean, Too I Fast, Too Furious probably was exactly yeah. like that, yeah. and that's fine. He, like, after, you know, like, Shaft was probably exactly like that, and that's fine. Right. But If anything, Shaft is even worse than Four Brothers when it comes to gunplay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it that's, is. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like just because he has... But that's, but that, again, that's... That all his movies have to depict his... But, do, but should they depict like his... the opposite? No, I'm I not mean, saying it has to be the different. Op- exact yeah. opposite, though. I, I don't know. I feel like we're trying to have to disagree on that. Yeah. He he did like I mean look after Four Brothers he took a like a six year hiatus. So I wonder why. Maybe he was so unhappy making that film. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe, maybe it's because he did. Maybe maybe he, he was he, so disgusted with he the did Chef Baby Boy, Too Fast Too Furious. Oh, Four I, heard Brothers. Baby Boy, Boy I heard Baby Boy is an indirect sequel to Boys in the Hood. Is it? That's oh. what I heard. Baby Boy is another really good movie. Yeah. Really good movie. I, I heard that it is. Um, also, you know what's interesting, Brian? On the way, on the drive over, mm-hmm. we um, on the radio, it was actually they were talking about John Singleton and oh, Boys really? in the Hood. Yeah, oh. just super coincidence. And they said it was that generation's Get Out, in that it shined like a ton of light on like topics and in a community that people didn't really want to talk about or, or uh, people didn't really want to know acknowledge. about mm-hmm. acknowledge yeah and just like the cult it was like a really big cultural phenomenon similar to what get out is now um that was uh, that was pretty that was pretty cool to hear did you hear about all the violence and shit that broke out at like showings of boys in the hood no yeah like well like well, didn't the rodney king uh like riots happen right after really? this oh, like shit. Th- this came out in 91 i think yeah. that, that happened like because I know there was, was, was like, like out in LA, it was wild. Like there was, yeah. you know, Rodney King, then the OJ's verdict, and every like it just was a crazy time out there. So like it's kind of hit. I think it hit maybe a little bit too early, and like the cultural relevance kind of fell off and like came back a little bit later. Right. But uh, no, you like you. What was, oh yeah, like um, I'm, I'm still concerned about this Get Out thing as being like. Yeah, they said it was the Get Out of their time. Oh, yeah, man. and that it you know really shook things up and like. As far as like, because it was in your face. Yeah, he, he hid like, nothing. Yeah, he didn't. It was the black experience right. in that town that people just did not know about. When Get Out is kind of like another like revelation of the black experience that people, or well, not like even black, hear... but like people of color that right. like you know that you don't want to hear about specifically black. And like, you'll hear bits and pieces of things. You watch the news. Oh, this person yeah. got killed, or this specific thing. But we had an hour and what forty minutes of in your face yeah, right. focused, one after the yeah. other like focus every scene is something mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um he didn't pull any punches he didn't so. pull any punches yeah but they said um it was, a, it was actually like bloods would get mad when they saw this movie because it there was a oh yeah i read that i read that they three right. bloods in the movie yeah i read that they they, would, they got mad because they made them look like cowards yeah. yeah and so like you know if you see they would see like a crip laughing in the theater Jesus. Boom. They said, like, I think a total of, like, 33 people got injured and a couple died throughout the, the showings of this movie. And people really blame the movie for that. They're like, the movie's, you know, inciting violence. It's a violent well, movie. Well, that's, that's saying they're going to take that. They're going to take, like, yeah. look at this. They're going to run with but that. But really, like, yeah. the movie's the exact opposite. Yeah, they're not even going to, like, mention what the movie's about. They're right. just going right. to, like, only look And, like, I mean, the violence is yeah. there, whether it yeah, was Boys there, in the Hood that it was But it's not glorified in the, vi- yeah. in, in the Boys in the Hood. Exactly. And it's just, yeah. like, when 
like NWA came from if you watch yeah that's kind of the easy e song yeah. like boys in the hood is like that movie i mean that song really takes a different tone the the songs same name. like when they first came out they're really rapping what's happening in the neighborhood right, right. what's happening in their environment it's not really trying to incite violence, right. but everyone thought they were inciting violence. To this. Right. Well, it's just like, this mean, is a picture, this is a verbal, you're listening to what we see, what right. we've grown up with, this right. is the movie version of that, this is what we're growing up with. We're not trying to incite violence, this is just, violence. this is what, yeah. this is what happens, Shine this is the violence it, right? that right. is Shine in our life. Yeah. And what's happening in these communities, this is real shit. This is real shit. And so you can't just rap, you can't have a song about real shit in the hood and not use words like fuck the police yeah when you have moments like trey having a gun to his neck right by someone who's like, supposed to be that's not him. drama that's, that's not that's not that's not overly dramatic you know that's not an exaggeration uh, you know yeah. that's what yeah, happens yeah. yeah i was trying to remember which uh politician's wife was uh like up against like uh rap i was trying to remember if it was Tipper gore or <laughs> nancy reagan that was like it started the whole like parental advisory. Oh uh, yeah, I thought sticker. that was Reagan. Oh yeah, it might be Nancy Reagan. Maybe Nancy Reagan. Because like she just like vilified anything that came mm-hmm. out. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is bad. This is, you know, like for kid, you can't have kids listen to this. Like, yeah. but like she never listened. She only heard the the expletives. She never mm-hmm. heard the message of the, right. the, the right. song. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, to portray it's... the harsh life, you got to be harsh. Like yeah. this is. It is what it's, it is. it's so annoying that people. There's a difference between Nancy Tipper Gore. It's Tipper Gore. Yeah, it's Tipper Gore. Okay, yeah, Mary Tipper Gore. Yeah, she. Shout out to Mary. She sucks. Her husband created the internet. It's just so annoying that like people curse so much every single day. Right. You know, every of every age, parents curse all the time, but they hear a song cursing, and all of a sudden, like that's wrong. Yeah, that that always confused me. That's so confusing. like, growing up, it's like, I heard my parents curse my all the time. My mom's the same way. My mom curses more than anyone I know, but she hears a rap song, she freaks out. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I, and it, I don't understand. Well, whole ratings, the, um, you know, stuff. I was just gonna say, it's just the demonizing of it. Like, yeah. you know, it's wrong, but the culture because people don't want to see that. People don't want to hear the bad. They don't want to see the bad. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. you can't cover these things up. These, these are people who are like from these neighborhoods who are like, I'm done with the whole with with hiding this mm-hmm. right. you know what i mean right. let's get it out there let's have some representation so the suffering yeah. the silence. whole rating system is out of whack like the violence in this movie just pales and like it's nothing compared to pg-13 movies that we see now like even endgame like how many people died yeah yeah like how in this movie let's say maybe 10 people died in the movie and i think i'm going high most of them were off screen yeah, yeah most yeah. of them I think Wait, only like four. Were, yeah, like, even four. when Ice Cube is killing those three guys yeah. off screen, yeah. off screen, you're not seeing. You just yeah. see blood on Ice Cube's face. Yeah, yeah, you that's just it. Shoot, pull the trigger. Right. Yeah, yeah. You only just, technically see one person. Was this rated R? Yeah, for the cursing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and for the along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever that girl was, that that made up girl that uh, Trey slept with, to like. I know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Also, uh, she sort of more... smells the sex in the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or whoever the uh however Morris Chestnut kissed his girlfriend, that's I think that spiked that the spiked rain. That spiked the R, yeah. Like, that was sensual. In front of your mama? God yeah. damn. <laughs> in front of the stakes? Yeah. <laughs> Saliva flying you know over that the stakes. Like, I got to kiss Morris Chestnut. Right? Before everyone else in Hollywood did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
But Morris Chestnut is a whole man. Yeah. He's, a, he's all man. He's yeah. like the same age. Yeah, yeah. He oh, like, he's he just bald now. Yeah, 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 he's, he's just, just bald. bald. Yeah, he's yeah. he's yeah. my inspiration okay. for yeah, that's that's what I got my hair. Was. Yeah, yeah. And, and, at twenty five, yeah. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna look like more chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not gonna hide it because we just, oh just gotta get rid of it. Uh, Brian, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're over an hour. We're you over wanna, an hour. You want to give it a grade? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, I want to give this movie. Somewhere between an eight and a and a nine for me. It's, okay, it's, I, I'm very high on it. Um, it's high. It's high for me just because of how relevant it was, how relevant it remains, right. um, how genuine it was, you know. Um, and, and yeah, and, and what it's about. Maybe maybe leaning more towards an eight because uh, like an eight and a half probably. Yeah, because you know, like you said, some it's of the somewhere acting, between an eight and a nine. Just... That's that is between an eight and a nine. Yes, an eight and a half is right is right snack there. Right there. there. What do you guys think? Uh, I'll agree. Eight, eight, eight and a half. Eight, eight, eight like and the, half. even though it's an old movie, and it's a very, you can tell it's a young, it's a novice movie. Everyone yeah. is young. I don't know. It, it hasn't really aged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's timeless. It's really. timeless. And it's timeless. On, I don't really cry at movies. Mm-hmm. This, this one, one made me cry. That's that's at least that's, over and I think that's already. very right. Yeah, it's very strong. Yeah. I'm black. It's a black movie. I'm it, giving it a ten. There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's a good movie, and yeah. Yeah. like you said, timeless. I mean, it's it's so relevant yeah. today. today. Like now that we have, because back then they didn't, you know, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have the shade room. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't have TSR. Yeah. So we didn't know these things were happening, or unless you really did live that life. But now that we have the context and we see everything that's happening, I mean, everything's in your face with the media. Yeah. Just yeah. so, you like, know, this movie, the lessons, the PSAs. It could come out right now right. and still be irrelevant. Right. Yeah, I was actually going to say the only time it will, will not be relevant is until they fix everything. Right. right. Like until they like like racism and then the, the uh, like systematic uh, yeah, oppression. oppression and it, and it, probably it, that, and only when that's over. This will then this become will like. Then be oh, that's kind of a thing of the Although past. one thing I will say has gotten better is mental health. I think yeah. that's something that you know a lot of people are, are a little more that have progressed since this the, movie. Uh, the one thing that dates it for me is the half belly uh, mesh tank tops. Oh, the shit. penny. Yeah, the yeah, those are yeah. coming back. Yeah, they are coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, catch me one. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Wait till it's sunny out. I agree. <laughs> it's around the, like an eight and a half. Yeah. I think it's like, so overall average three eight and a half and a ten. And a ten. It's around a nine. It's around a nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's a really good movie. I appreciate you guys bringing it up to me. I knew uh, I wanted to do a John Singleton movie. Right. I just didn't know which one. You want to do one. Baby Boy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw... Eight Mile. The thing is, like, I saw, I saw Rosewood when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. so when that came out in 97, so I saw it on HBO, like, I think around late 97, early 98, and I was like, oh, this affected me because there's a lot of fucked up shit in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could... I mean, going back to watching Rosewood would be... Uh, a little tough for me, but I, I would I would have done it. But yeah. like this is, this was great because I remember when it came out. I do like I was six when this oh, came I, out. I wasn't alive. You get yeah, yeah yeah. I don't think any of you guys were alive. Yeah, I was not alive. I didn't see it until I was one. Yeah. I was one. There you go. Yeah, right. I didn't, he I was didn't one. Hedrow. I was three. <laughs> part of the club. Old Hedrow. <laughs> 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 what up? Close to senior citizenship. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah, like I remember, like I do remember like the media being like oh you know stay away from this movie like right. you, you don't want right. to see it like 
they, yeah. vilif- they'll take any yeah. chance to vilify us, man. To vilify us, like I was me. there, like I was, like I'm, like I'm from Crenshaw. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was. I mean, I always wanted to see it, and you know, now actually getting context of what a lot of things are. This is a really good movie. Yeah, I appreciate, really I appreciate seeing this. Yeah. Um. Okay, so guys, that's the shoot. Uh, Steph, George, thank you so much for coming on. I know we'll be having you back on, Steph, Ooh, because. We, we got the Swayze Fest coming. Right. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get that in oh, the Oh, you're books. the one who wanted to do yes. dancing? Yes. Did he tell you what I said? It's my favorite movie. What'd you say? Yeah. I've seen that. I know that movie back and forth. My, my, my mom and everything? My mom made me watch that, like, every year as a child. It was me and my grandma. Every year. It was every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I, told, I told my brother... Like oh yeah, someone wants to come on and do Dirty Dancing. He's like, can you Skype me in on that? Or yeah. I'll come yeah. in because yeah, she made us watch that movie oh gosh, like every classic. day. Dirty Dancing yep. is money. Um, <laughs> Swayze's just got a, a, a ton of films and he's not celebrated enough. So no. um, keep your eyes open. He should have been in Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Uh, mm, oh no. Because uh, uh, the only, that's the only white guy would have been the white cop. Who actually was in that? And the SAT. Back, do not do right, a damn thing. No, no watching his partner. It, yeah, watching his partner. I think, partner you know what the thing is? I think, and I'm glad, this is another thing that John, with John Singleton saying as a director, I'm glad they didn't put because if someone else did it, there would have definitely been like a mustache-swirling evil white guy. Yeah. Yes. Like the guy who's like uh, the gentr- the gentrifier would have been coming like, oh, hello, Furious, I'm trying to yeah, get yeah. rid of everybody I'm like here. I'm playing these streets. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, get away from me. Pleasant. Like, yeah, but no, like, but th- that was cool, yeah, yeah. actually, because it's, it's not, they didn't make it like a race thing. It's right. like cops are the, like, they're the problem is within yeah. the police system. It's yeah. Not a, it's not just mm-hmm. another system of the race thing. It's its own problem altogether. You kept yeah. it black all the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. And I think it, it actually actually was more resonant that a, uh, a black cop was more right. aggressive. And I think, yeah, we, we've talked about this. We've so. talked about it. Ad nauseum. As, at the end of the podcast, just add on a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a little couple layers. Um, as always, guys, uh, if you want to hear more of our episodes or, you know, keep track of what, what we're doing, you can catch us on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Pocket. This is a hard movie to... To, to plug to after? Plug. Yeah. No, no, I mean, because what I do with movie posters, like, this is a hard movie to kind of... To, to, to throw the pug on? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a rough one. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> if you do still want to buy our shit, you, 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 there's merchandise, shirts, and pillows, and cases, and mugs, all in tpublic.com. Backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast. Backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast. George, uh, Steph, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you. Yeah, you guys, uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, if you like this, I'm just going to do it for you guys. Oh. You should lo- like... Subscribe, add the stars because they need to get on this algorithm. Oh, they need to get yeah. and that algorithm. Yeah. you know yeah. what? Thank you, George. We're gonna start adding oh, that. Oh, the, I, the iTunes stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, before so, we were just like, oh, if you like it, so, then keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> I love this podcast. As I don't know, Matt brought me on. I started listening. Yeah, it's, it's, people take a like it more once right? they're on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like crack. It's kind of yeah. like crack. It really <laughs> is. Tend to like we a little bit more when you're on it. But yeah, I want. Yeah, this is a fun podcast, and you're having fun. You should tell tell us why. Yeah, <laughs> don't. I have a fragile ego. Please. Yeah. Just don't shit on us. I swear. <laughs> I get really crazy at the first sign of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, boys in the hood, signing out. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. See you later. Yeah.